0: Welcome to The Exit
1: Strategy, your no-bullshit guide to divorce with the experienced attorneys from New Direction Family Law and guests that have been there. Unfiltered discussions to help you move from victim to victorious and from bitter to better.
2: we be using our super lawyer powers
1: today to we answer are. some questions. questions. Jenny's got some- questions that we have not seen yet so we shall see yeah so
2: if there's any questions and then our answers are quiet it's just the microphones
1: go out yeah. <laughs> we're googling <laughs> when so in doubt it depends we have not pre-read the questions we have not this is at once it's so. friday afternoon i know we yes. haven't even been drinking so we're no to oh. know. Outside, i know it's
0: beautiful outside so it is
1: we both had a bunch of court recently oh, so we're brain, dead. we're brain dead so y'all feel free to jump in if we don't know the <laughs> answer <laughs> oh sure
0: my name is Jen Bordeaux, and I am not, not an attorney. <laughs> Joe's not an attorney Joe's not an attorney either. No, if you
1: hear a man's voice, just disregard it. No.
2: Normal rules. Normal I usually rules apply. do anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yes. And this is North Carolina, and we practice in Wake County, County and a few other counties, but North Carolina law. If you don't live in North Carolina, please go talk to someone mm-hmm. in your own state. Right, because this may not apply to you.
0: Are you ready for yep. number one? Let's go. Okay, and I like this one because I have to address it. All the time, whenever I'm doing an intake call with someone who's calling, inquiring about services, and they say, I want to talk to an attorney about getting a divorce. I'm like, oh, my first question is when you say divorce, are you currently separated? And if they say no, I'm like, okay, so it's more than just a divorce (laughs) here in North Carolina. Or they'll say, which we mentioned on a previous episode, we, well, we've been sleeping in separate beds for a long time, but we're still in the same house. And they're like, so we've been separated. Mm, No, you haven't. So do you really have to be separated for
1: a year before you can get a divorce? Um, No, you have to be separated a year and a day.
2: Right. (laughs) Correct. To file for divorce. To file for divorce. Don't expect to get a divorce judgment a year and a day after you separate.
1: No, it'll take about 45, 60 days for it to wind through the system, but... We're in a no fault state. So if you want one, you've been separated a year and a day, you're gonna get your damn divorce. You're gonna get your divorce. And that's a lot right. of times we're saying that's like the best call we ever make to client sometimes. I hey, know your
2: divorce. Plan your divorce party. I'm seeing like all these great oh. Instagram of people having divorce parties and I just love that.
1: I do too. So divorce is just getting you divorced so you can remarry. That is all that does. It does not do your child support, your custody, or your yes, property. So division. you can make the same mistake twice. That's right. Exactly. <laughs>
0: So that actually, going back to the divorce party, we recently shared an article about divorce parties and it just so happened to be that the day that my divorce was finalized was also the firm's holiday party working at a divorce firm. There was a champagne to go around. So (laughs) that was a good time. I'm here for divorce celebration. Mm -hmm. But that actually leads into another question here is, so what other things do need to be discussed and before filing for divorce officially after that year and a day?
1: Right, I mean, you don't have to have the property, the custody, and the support all taken care of, but you do have to have claims pending if they have not, or you will lose your right to have get half of your husband's retirement or get alimony. So it really is important when you ask people those questions on an intake You need to come talk to us because it's not about just a divorce.
2: Right. And you have to listen to us when we talk to you too. Correct. So let me just, I don't know what it's been going on the last couple of weeks, but I've had a lot of people, a lot of clients, a lot of past clients say, I know I didn't listen to you and I wish I had. Right. And one was about this very issue. She hired me for custody. It was actually a step parent. Like we were just talking about in the last episode about, and she wanted to try for a third party custody. And it was a case where there's a small chance. And I told her a very small chance, but she also had equitable distribution property with her husband right. to deal with. And we did the custody thing. It didn't work out. And I expected that, but it was really important to her to try. Right. But then she just disappeared on me. And I was like, please don't let the financials fall through. Okay, so fast forward a couple years later, they went through the divorce. She's been living in the house. It's in both of their names, and he had to file a petition for a partition, and now it's a whole mess because she lost her like marital rights to the property, and now it's just going to be harder to deal with. I she agree, can't go did. for alimony either because right. that divorce went through without those claims pending. And, and she said, I think about it every day, Sarah, what you said to me, and I didn't listen. And we can't go back and clean that up. No, I can't do anything. We can try to negotiate a fair settlement, but otherwise it's just a mess, and it's not going to be fair.
1: No, because there's no incentive for the other side to be fair. No. I mean, you know, so and the same thing with separation agreements. Let's say you're getting close. Let's say that your mediation is scheduled three days after your divorce. What would you advise a client to do? You don't go to, don't do the divorce yet. But what if you, the other party, And what if it's not your divorce? Then you got to go ahead and so file. file. Just
2: slam some claims down in court. Just a little placeholder there.
1: Right. So you always got to keep your attorney informed know what's going on be in touch with us because you could lose some major rights if you get divorced without having those claims pending
0: yes And what do you do I know you said that you don't have there's not much you can do but let's say that does happen but in by god's grace or whatever the uh, the parties even though they're divorced they're, they want to get the other party's name off the house they agree logistically what does that look like because i feel like we get calls for that too we agree that i'm not going to be whatever part have any ownership to the house so logistically what do you do to? Make well, you
1: just do a in? property contract between two people now at that point it's not a merit it's not a prenup it's not a separation agreement because y'all aren't married anymore it's just y'all can do a contract that says who's going to do what and if they're going to pay you x amount then just we can draw that up no yeah. problem doing that
2: or if you guys already agree plenty of people if you agree then you sell it together and divide, divide it. it you don't need an
1: attorney
0: And then, how do you actually transfer
1: it? Do you have to redo the deed to the house? How do you do it? If you're selling it, no. But if somebody is refinancing and getting the reason people refinance in a divorce or in the separation is to get the other party's name off of the mortgage. So they're not responsible for a house they don't have any ownership in. So, generally, what happens is once you refinance, get the other party's name off the mortgage, then you would sign a new deed. And give your half of the property to the other party and a new day deed is issued just in the name of the other party okay so there is some paperwork s- subset yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. You's here. if you agree it's a
2: lot different if you don't agree <laughs> yeah yeah that's a problem now, if you don't agree it's a problem that's when this petition for partition comes <laughs> come comes in and it's not in the family law world that we deal with that but no. we do deal with it but it's just not in family court
1: yeah and, and it can still even after your divorce if you have separation agreement if somebody's not have a case right now. The guy was supposed to refinance, and the wife could determine what was a reasonable amount of her equity, which means nothing really. But they've been divorced for 13 years, and they still haven't settled all this stuff. So.
0: Mm, fun, <laughs> goodness.
1: It gets a little tricky.
0: Yeah, that's why it's important to have an attorney that knows what they're doing when they're writing up separation. That, that's, <laughs>
1: thank you. Listen to us, because I can't go back and fix this mess now that this poor. And talk to an attorney as soon as you're contemplating separation. And, and this was one that got pulled off the internet.
2: I hate those. Don't do that. A lot of times they end up being valid and you're like. "It's I think it's valid. It's it's just awful. You just, yeah, very crappy. Yeah, it's just crappy.
0: Yeah. Okay. Leads into another great question about if the parties are not agreeing, which most times they're coming to us, they are not. What if
1: you want to initiate the separation and your spouse won't leave the house? And you got a problem, my friend. (laughs) That's the hardest part of getting separated is getting separated. Unless there's some issue about domestic violence or emergency, not even emergency, custody. it's just domestic violence, you're not going to get that person out.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's a mess. You can file for divorce from bed and board, which is basically asking the judge to order someone to leave the house. But I've actually never had a hearing on divorce from bed and board. It's always either settled or we've come to some
1: other agreement. It just gets dragged on forever, and it's not like you get a quick court date for it either. No, and the problem is when you file for divorce from bed and board, you've got to put in all these horrible allegations, and y'all are still living together, and some process server is <laughs> going to come and serve him with this complaint. I've had a, it's a not. case recently. And you're not going to get a court date for six months. And they lived together for a year after we started uh, that process,
2: and I don't know how they did it. And I still to this day do not understand how they lived in the same place. And they had three kids, and those kids had to have known – how much they hated each other and so now, i'm in things. the middle of a
1: case right now it's like you he filed for divorce from bed and board three months ago but we got it part of it settled got her some money so she could move out but as yes. hard as it was i couldn't give her advice to move out because it wasn't in her best interest
2: oh it's such a mess i hate it and in that case when i just had they asked for a jury trial and i'm like are you serious there <laughs>
1: Uh, I'm sorry. What was the question? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, if they won't move out of the house. What can you do? Yeah. yeah, Um, And and if it is, and and I don't advise using a domestic violence protective order, but some people will use it for that purpose. Please don't do that because there are so many women and so many men that need that courtroom and need that judge. So, don't do that. I hate that, but it does happen all the time. And my advice is some people expect it. So record
0: a lot. Correct. Yeah, I always because say they be very, lie. very, very careful. Yeah, just yeah. be
2: very careful. And if you can financially afford to move out and you don't want to keep the house
1: or something, right. then just do it. Like If you've got the means to do it, and because abandonment really doesn't come into play much anymore. No. So if you can do it and you have enough money to survive and you're okay, yeah, go ahead and move. We can get everything taken care of. It may take right. a little while, but we can do that.
2: And if you can't, if you're not okay to move and they won't move, then try some like old school tactics. So
1: you know, a lot of times, throw a little money at somebody get the oh, job done. I was get thinking in. about definitely don't wash our clothes anymore. And <laughs> don't slash their tires.
0: <laughs> <laughs> slash the tires. They're not going to be able to leave if you slash their tires. Yeah.
1: No. Oh yeah, don't buy their groceries, don't make their meals, don't do their laundry. Stop flushing the toilet. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I agree with that. I give that advice all the
2: time. <laughs> yeah, make their life miserable in a reasonable well, uh, way that won't be held against you in court later. Yeah,
1: exactly. We it can did.
2: talk about that in more detail later. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so in line with that, because I think cause some people, maybe what, Will prevent them if, well, finances obviously a lot of times too, but if that's not necessarily an issue, or maybe they've got a family member's house or something they can go to, I think maybe people are hesitant to leave because they feel like they're gonna lose their rights to the property. And
1: so you guys are saying that's not the case. You just lose your right to come and go. You still have your ownership in the property. My issue with the case I have now is that we're doing stuff on a temporary basis. So we don't know what her payout's going to be. She's having to move into an apartment, and her concern was, we'll have to move and then have to move again. And so that's tough that on people. Suck. And that that's, sucks. That
2: was one of the issues in my case is that they wanted to come to an agreement before he moved out, so he could immediately buy a house and
1: put that money from the refinance into a down payment for a new house. Right, and even if you have two hundred thousand dollars in your hand today, you are not going to find a new house tomorrow. No, and that's that's the other problem today. Yeah, you know that it's just hard. To logistically do that without finding some interim sort of spot to land
2: is going to be the one that buys the new house. Will be paying more, you know. Correct, right? But if you're refinancing your current house, get an appraisal. It's also going to be looked at market value, right? I had a house
1: that at the date of separation a year ago was worth four hundred, and now it's worth six hundred. It's insane. It's, it's messing correctly. up a lot of our cases. It is. It made negotiate. my balance sheet go eek. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it was not good at all. Yeah. So crazy. It's crazy. Okay. Uh, another another advice oh. I give, that people always, this may be one of your questions, but it's about moving out. Let's say there's a joint bank account that has $100,000 in it. My advice to my clients is go get it. Yeah. But it in a safe place. At the end of the day, you're going to owe the other party 50% of it. But that'll give you some money to live on and be able to get out. Oh, you tell them to take all of it? I tell them to take all of it because that's a good negotiating tool. You want your other half? Well, then this is what we need to do. You can take it. You can take it. You can not take doing, whatever you want. Right. You might just have to give it back. Well, that always say you're gonna have that. They, you're gonna have to give it back, or it's gonna be.
2: Don't go blow twenty thousand at no, in Vegas. No. Cause how are you gonna share that? Put
1: it in a savings account. Use it for your reasonable expenses. Do not go off on vacations with it. Sure. Yeah. Sorry, I digress. No, that's okay. That was not one of my questions, but that's great. <laughs>
0: okay. So, gosh, I get this comment all the time as well. They call in and say, Yeah, I need to talk about somebody to file a separation papers to get to file for legal separation, separation. is what they say a lot. So, do you have to have a separation agreement or a court order to be legally separated? No.
1: No. Next question. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a thing. <laughs> the people, that always makes me, I don't know where that came from. We call TV. them pleading. Yeah, I guess pleadings are complaints, but. There are no such, you can have a separation agreement to divide your property. Who's going to pay support and custody, but you don't need that to be separated.
2: Maybe like back in the day, wasn't it different with the laws, with women that couldn't get a divorce and let their husband agree to it or something?
1: Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. But that doesn't, I don't know. Does that have to do with papers? (laughs) Sign the papers. (laughs) Oh, oh, let's see what you're saying. Okay, that may be. That so we advise you not to separate if you're not in a domestic violence situation and you're okay until we can get some things in place. But sometimes you have to and it's okay. That's Yeah, that's a
2: case-to-case case yeah. scenario there because you have to be careful with signing a separation agreement prior to separation
1: too. Because ha- the point of it is to get separated.
2: Yeah, and they say you have to, if you sign one and stay together for a year, then it might not be valid anymore. Correct. Correct.
1: But before you separate, please come see, if you don't see us, see an attorney. Right. To find out what your rights are. It may be okay for you to move out, but you don't know. Put a a plan in place. Correct. Absolutely. Education is power. Yes.
0: (laughs) Okay, so let's say we've moved forward with separating, and so now you and your spouse are living in separate places, but maybe there's been some nostalgia. You guys have gotten together. Maybe you've had sex a few times. Does that disrupt separation, reconciliation?
1: What about that? No, incidences of sexual activity will not invalidate the separation agreement. But if you start like living over there three or four nights a week and you start buying groceries together and you're paying half the bills and your clothes are over there and people start thinking, oh, they've reconciled. That could be a problem. Taking trips together, all of that.
0: Right. So just some sex every once in for a while, while. No biggie. Everybody
1: needs that every now and then, so that's okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> it might screw with you mentally. So take caution. But maybe therapist.
1: Maybe but... that's a better relationship for you, too. I mean, you
0: know. <laughs> It's okay to recycle. Like, yeah, Exes ex with benefits instead that's of friends and,
2: with benefits. That's right. <laughs> yeah. But just also talk to, if you have an attorney, don't be scared to ask those questions correct I feel like a lot of clients are scared to talk about sex and stuff with me and i'm like come on let's
1: talk about it and if that comes into play with alimony and let's say you signed a separation agreement that mm-hmm. gives you spousal support and has those provisions if you you know cohabitate with person of the blah 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 it could be a defense that the other party filing a motion or mm-hmm. something to terminate your alimony so please be careful
0: yep Okay. Hey, you guys are doing a great job so far <laughs> <laughs> we didn't go to law
1: school for nothing <laughs>
0: Hey guys, it's Jen with New Direction Family Law. And if you've ever known a friend that's gone through some sort of a custody dispute, you can imagine how stressful it is. Or if you've gone through a custody dispute yourself, child custody disputes can be one of the most stressful and exhausting times of divorce for you and your children. You know your children best, and it's important that you know your legal rights and options and have a say in what's in the best interest of your children. At New Direction Family Law, we have over 30 years experience protecting the rights of our clients in child custody matters. We aggressively advocate, we support, and we educate our clients to achieve the best possible outcomes. So if you're going through a child custody matter or you have a loved one that is, let us be strong for you so you can be strong for your children. Give us a call today at 919-719-3470 to schedule an initial consultation or reach out to us via our website at newdirectionfamilylaw.com. Okay, we've talked a lot about separating and data separation, things like that. Why is the data separation so important? That's this when, the day
1: your life imploded. <laughs> no, it's <still laughs> or, or got better. better. Or got better. That's not the legal reason, but
2: No, that yeah, <laughs> it's a good day. That's when from our standpoint and when we're looking at your case, that's when we value certain assets and debt to determine distribution. We can go on and on about this process, which is really boring, but yeah. it is a very wow. important date. Also, any you talk about sex, if you're having sex after your date of separation, okay. If it's sex right before your separation, then that's a bigger Issue relationship wise, and I know people argue about the date of separation because they know that they got caught having sex April twenty. Other persons we least didn't separate (laughs) until June first, and like, well, I think we separated in February. (laughs) So, so
0: I wasn't uh, adultery. Please refer to our previous episode, "Dating While Separated." (laughs) Yeah,
1: (laughs) exactly. But also, if you think things are going south and you got these red flags going out, make sure you're keeping your eye on accounts Mm -hmm. because a lot of times there's fifty thousand dollars in an account. The day before somebody separates and the day after they separate, right. he's gone.
2: Yeah, it's a big deal to to know that date and what was in the bank accounts Correct. then. And I've had cases where people separated years ago, and we don't know their date of separation. Right. I
1: just got a case where they've been separated 13 years.
2: Yeah, and it's all wishy-washy. Like, oh, he went to work in New York for a few months, right. then he came right. back. I don't really know when our date of separation. I'm like, well, I don't know. I wasn't living with you back right. then either. So we had to, sometimes you... Just have to pick the best date that sounds like they stopped living together, but then the other side might say a different date for that very reason because maybe he contributed fifty thousand dollars to his retirement Correct. in March, right. so he
1: wants that date of separation Which to be, be before prior March. To that. And the other issue is sometimes it benefits your client, sometimes it doesn't, especially now with the stock market. When had a case where she was supposed to get X amount of stock from the guy's business, and at the time we did it, it had let's say one hundred fifty. It was worth one hundred fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars worth about 23000 today. <laughs> Yeah. And so you just got to figure out how that works. But don't lie. And we're not going to lie about the date of separation. No. To, oh, my gosh. To, to people do. think we will,
2: no. too. They're like, why can't we just say oh, we absolutely. separated? Yeah. No, you can't no. do that. No. That's or the divorce, years. when they file for divorce and just, can we just say we separated last week? And no. mm, You no. can't, but I ain't. <laughs> I'm <Like, laughs> <If you laughs> out. You file that complaint, you yeah. can do that. doing But not I will
0: not be do doing that. No. no. Yeah. I actually had to start changing the way that I said that to people and during intake calls instead of saying, have you been divorced for a year? And them saying, I've caught people in lies with it before. So instead, if I say, are you currently separate? They say yes. And I will ask how long they've been separated as a better way. Because people do, they they try to get around it. Yeah, they lie. People lie all, all the time. time. And
1: even in court, people lie. <sighs> people it's lie awesome. all the time. I
0: suppose the date of separation is also extremely important to determine when you can
1: file for divorce. Correct. Right. Wasn't that our first question? Yeah, pretty much.
0: <laughs> yeah. And what about insurance purposes? Is the date of separation... As far as if somebody has to come off of somebody's insurance, is that well, play You can stay into on Cobra as
1: well? until such time as you're divorced. So if you're not divorced for five years, you can stay on that health. You can't stay on the regular health insurance. You've got to have you. can until you're divorced. So sometimes people are nice enough to do that, especially if they're older and you're trying to bridge them to like um, Medicare. That they'll wait and get the divorce and let them stay on until that time, kind of thing. Some people are nice. Some people are liars. Like, Doesn't happen very often, but it does. Yeah. yeah. I get this question
0: a lot, too. I guess that's why these are frequently asked questions. <laughs> Can my spouse and I use the same divorce attorney?
1: Hell no. <laughs> Don't do that. We can't do that. We wouldn't even want to do that.
0: No. Some
2: people will use a mediator, but they are not even your lawyer. Like, they cannot give you legal advice if they're just, like, drafting Correct. for right. you. We particularly do not do any of that.
1: No. And you can't do it with the prenup. We can't represent you and the fiancé either. So no. You both need two separate attorneys because our job is to give you the best advice to benefit you. We don't really care about the other side. uh, We're not going to be able to. And
0: even with collaborative law, because I didn't learn this until you, Elizabeth (laughs) have gone through the training. A lot of people think collaborative law, that it's one attorney and two people, but Mm. in collaborative law, each person still has their own attorney. attorney. So, And that's because it's conflict of interest to advise two two opposing parties. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Did any state do that? Any state? Yeah. I don't know. I don't either. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a frequently asked question.
2: Go <laughs> <laughs> see an attorney in your state. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. And don't Disclaimer
2: believe we're only in North Carolina. And don't believe the movie. I watch movies and they're going through like a divorce and there's divorce attorney or divorce court. That is not, not how it is. is. At least not here.
1: No, but when I see like deposition scenes, that really is true a lot of times. Ugh, depositions are very drama ridden. I love them. Actually. Yeah,
2: I add to the drama on purpose.
0: <laughs> Especially with certain
1: attorneys. <laughs> yes.
0: Okay, we'll get into some custody questions. What's the difference between legal and physical custody?
1: I'll take legal. Is that you? Which parent gets to make decisions regarding the general health, education, and welfare of the child, like where they go to school, what doctor they see, those sorts of things? Big issues, not day-to-day sort of issues.
0: And does that normally go to one parent, or can both parents have legal making decision
1: power? They start well in Wake County, at least they start with the premise of joint, which always surprises me because if you're getting divorced. The whole point of joint legal custody is you can talk and be reasonable and make decisions together. Obviously, <laughs> there was some breakdown in that communication or you would not be in court in front of a judge asking. For- and that's where a
2: parenting coordinator often comes in. If right. they're still sharing joint legal custody and they cannot agree on decisions or someone's making unilateral decisions, right, you're right. signing up the kids without the other parent's right. permission, right. the court can either say that's bad behavior, I'm going to give legal custody or final decision-making power to dad instead right. or the order of the parenting coordinator.
1: And sometimes a lot of, especially if you've been the primary caretaker throughout the marriage, I'll put language in there because I think you do need to try to talk to the other parent. But at the end of the day, if y'all can't agree, then mom mom gets to make the decision.
2: I just spent days in court and all they were trying to do is modify my client having final decision-making right. power to joint. And they could not agree already. <laughs> and he has decision-making power. I'm like, can you imagine what it's going to be like if they have joint? Uh, Correct. Like legal custody? Not going to work. I don't know. Haven't got a decision yet, but that's a mess. But physical is the day-to-day schedule. Who are the kids with? Right. And typically those big decisions, legal custody, and then it will say that the little day-to-day decisions, that's up to the parent who the kid is with.
1: So what the kid is eating for breakfast that morning. Who's? But I have some parents who are so controlling that they won't even control schedule within the other parent's house what do you find with that i think
2: that's ridiculous i might have seen something you printed recently about the diet and (laughs) making sure the kids eat certain things and during mom or dad's (laughs) time and i'm just like rolling my eyes are you serious but
1: you just don't know what people dad had he was he was he had an epiphany and was clean eating and all of this and mom was just Outraged, her kids were starving. She would weigh them every day when they came back from dad's after the week. Um, that's setting up some body issues, you think? Yeah. Yes, Ash got involved because the children were starving. Were they, they was, starving? No, they were not. He just ate healthy.
0: Can I go live with this dad yeah. so that I'll
1: eat healthy and clean too? That, I don't know. Yeah, know, but I'm then he said healthy. when the kids were Sounds when they like wanted he's available. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go on, Jen. Have fun with that. And you think it's not going to be? You just don't know what people fight over. It's craziest. It is crazy. It's just nuts.
0: So what? In line with that, what I mean, and I know that this is a big in all caps. It depends, but what is the court looking at when determining custody?
2: I don't know these days.
1: Who the?
0: (laughs) (laughs) What's it (laughs) supposed to be?
1: (laughs) Supposed to polar story? I'll learn this in law school. Is the best interest of the child? And if somebody could define that for me, that might be helpful. But there is no definition. There's no
2: definition, and it changes, you know, judge to judge, which. I guess and Sometimes it doesn't
1: change from judge to judge. No, you know?
2: if you're in court and you're there for custody, this judge is not going to know you and your family. Correct. They're just not. And you, they'll take whatever, how many hours you're there bitching about the other person and make a decision.
1: Based on that and nothing. And their judges are people too. Yeah. And I don't know how you keep your thoughts and preconceived notions you don't. and parenting how you parent and there's all gonna be that. biasness
2: in it for sure
1: so anything you can do to stay out of the courtroom especially when it comes to custody please do that let us help you let us figure out a way to see if we can work out some agreement so that yeah. you guys can not have to go and to court. if
2: there's something clouding your own view on your children like maybe your children are okay but there's you're angry you're still upset about the relationship right, that ended right. Or move past those issues and separate them from the kids the best you can. Right. And look at the other parent and say, okay, well, they are a parent too. Correct. And maybe our parenting styles are very different. Right. How can we go forward knowing that? Because you're not going to change the other parent and their parenting styles.
1: You're not. And one thing I I think all judges agree on, if you withhold your child from the other parent, that is is not a good look. There's no good reason unless it's physical abuse and hard drug alcohol use. And don't. This is the worst when you print out text messages and it has the name of the dad or the mom up there. That's not their name, but it's some derogatory fuck. Judges hate that when they see that on your text that's going in as an exhibit. Yeah, you know, and whatever you put in a text, please be
2: careful. Oh gosh, that's on the attorney. I'd be able to tell my client change that
0: name. Let's reprint these. <laughs> you know, it wasn't me that did it. Cause it's the other side. Come on, <laughs> not to mention with the judges too. You might be the. Fifth custody case that they're listening to in a day. Seeing all this, they're burnt out. And you might catch the brunt and get yelled at by the judge. The case I started this week, the judge, before we even started with our own evidence, said, oh,
2: read the issues. Like, I've had a case similar to this, and, you, and you, this is my opinion on it. And mean, we haven't even started, started our case. You know. So she's making up her mind before we even go forward with your family,
1: even though you're a different family. Correct. I agree with that. Or they'll take you back in chamber, get a feel for the case. And I think sometimes, you know, that... It's already a done deal sometimes. Yeah,
2: it's like that song war. What's it even good for? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Absolutely
1: nothing. nothing.
0: Yeah. So stay out of court if you can. If you can. That's Especially the best for custody.
1: that's the best advice we got.
0: Yeah. With that, and then I'm I'm almost done, I promise. Is, this is fun.
1: if you've
0: got fifty fifty custody, is there is, is a part one party gonna still be paying.
1: Maybe. Depends. Yeah, if the other party makes substantially more than you, even though y'all are fifty fifty, it looks like the total income for the household and the guidelines are supposed to be such that the child has the same sort of standard of living at each house. So it may not be a lot, but it's it more than... It depends on each person's gross income. Exactly. And then there's credits
2: you can get for yeah. like child care, health insurance, that might sway it one way or the other as well. Right, so yeah. You could definitely still be paying child support. But don't... Yeah. People think that all the time. 50-50, then I don't, they don't pay have child, support. child support.
1: Or they try to get yeah. the 50-50, despite whether they want the child or not, then not have to pay child support. But I digress. Again...
0: Okay, this will be the, the last one that I come up with because I feel like <coughs> we have some clients recently that have been saying this too. Why do I have to provide all of this financial information to you and the other side? Oh
1: my word, I got a case right
2: now. Let's just if you're buying a home. You ain't going to get that home. My, mortgage. My ca- this, is mean, what's this is come up, Yeah,
1: what's come up for, for me in some cases is you have joint bank accounts with your new husband who is not a party to this case. Who is not a parent to these children. So why do I have to give them... That bank account. If your
2: income's going into it and also if your expenses for the children are being paid from right. it. Correct. I and mean, it's all intertwined. And it's not saying, Okay, I'm gonna go after him for child support. Right. Right. But you're making that decision to combine your incomes and they the court requires you have to give your
1: Information over and disclosures. Correct. And that's another consideration. When you go to court, it's open season. They can get pretty much anything they want your medical records, your financial records. Yeah. And
2: the more you fight, the more you'll have to pay your own attorney and a lot of times the other attorney's fees.
1: Correct. Correct. So you can just consider that when you say, let's go to court. There's a whole lot more than just going to court. Right. About that. So I actually have one
0: more, but hopefully it's been answered just throughout the course of this conversation. Do you have to have a lawyer to go through a family law matter.
1: No, I don't know. I don't know what you're going through, but no, but one cannot be appointed for you either. If you can't afford, right. You
2: can go online and sign one of those printed off separation agreements, all you want, but we can't. And you can come see
1: Sarah and me five years later and pay us a dollars to (laughs) try to get you out of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, you don't need one. I would, I think it's helpful if you have one. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Yeah. And even if you and your spouse, Agree on everything, and you're reasonable people, rational people, and you, there's going to be no
1: issues with custody. It's always better to have an attorney draft the separation. Yeah, agreement. at least have us look at it and draft it because mm-hmm. things go south because somebody might start dating somebody, or think something blows up, and y'all not getting along as you used to. So we want to make sure that it's tight, that it's bulletproof when things blow up like that.
0: Right, everything's great till it's not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's true, true, true. Mm-hmm. So definitely, you don't have to have an attorney, but I always tell people it is great to at least come in for an initial consultation, bare minimum, to learn the law and how everything works, and that is specific to your situation, because what happened to your neighbor two houses down is not the same as your situation. And
2: if you're in court, in court cases as well, but you don't know the rules of evidence, you don't really know what to expect with a judge, and that you can really lose and tank your case if you
1: don't have an attorney in court. You can. I had a sad she was older and she didn't have an attorney and her alimony case got dismissed at half the case over and the judge was very sorry about it but said you didn't put on any evidence of your needs or your expenses and so what do you do there was nothing to do you know Mm -hmm. they had a contract that i'm hoping we can get something out of it for her but her alimony was just gone and it was a 25 30 year marriage so be careful about that. Yeah, be careful. Yeah. What do people do? People call us and then go, did they tell you why they don't want an attorney or they think they can just do it or? No,
0: I've, I've never had anybody call me after the fact and say, we just decided to do, to not use an attorney. But people during the call will say, do I have to use an mm-hmm. attorney to, to file documents or this or that? And so I tell them no. Yeah. It's really going to behoove you to find out the specifics and what your legal rights and options are.
1: So. And I wonder why. Nobody asks that question of a doctor. Do I need a doctor to get my appendix out? <laughs> <laughs> no, you just watch some YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that shit out. <laughs> Dentists to clean my teeth. Do I need an orthodontist to do this or that? Yeah.
0: So. Oh, wait, I have another one. <laughs> this one's not even on my sheet, but why are, why can, not always, but why can legal fees get expensive?
1: Because people don't follow our advice sometimes. They do not see us ahead of time. The Other party.
2: It, it could just be the yeah, other side party.
1: driving up costs. I can tell you, I could quote you with fee X and then you tell me, oh, it's on the other side. My fee is going to go up exponentially because... They're going to serve discovery. They're going to have depositions. You get set for a court case. We spend a day preparing for that, and then you get bumped six months down the road. Things change in six months, and we're going to have to start all over again. Yeah, and I hate to
2: break it to you, but I don't remember everything from your case that I prepared six months ago. I have to look at it. You
1: mean that's not the only
0: case that you have Sarah to (laughs) focus on?
2: (laughs) No, and there's only so much room in my brain, for a lot
1: of it, but... Right, and I hope, you know, we say this, but I don't think people hear it. We can quote you what we think your initial retainer will be, but I, we'll never guarantee that that's what your case is going to cost because every case is different. Yep. You know, that's unfortunate. People come to
2: us and they say, I, I, we agree. I think he, this is going to be easy. Okay. And it's not. You don't agree. Hey,
1: oh, look, you don't mm-hmm. agree at all. So look. we're sorry, but that's the best we can do.
0: If they agreed, they probably wouldn't be seeking a divorce.
2: <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they agree. And I'm like, look at these really nice, <laughs> I don't the rational, rational people. Rational people.
1: Never, I don't have ever had that happen. Here, just draft this up for us.
2: Oh my god, it happens every once in a while. It's so nice.
1: Or oh, you draft yeah. it up and then you send it to the other side. Like, oh,
2: even they'll make a couple changes, oh, but yeah, nothing well, like nothing bad. And then it comes back, and everyone's good, and they're gonna go co-parent <laughs> and be happy and do a free trader. Someone's buying a house and fabulous. They probably something. went to therapy. Something <laughs> that what? happens like twice a year, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> twice in <laughs> twenty years. I think about it. Now. Yeah. Okay, like that. That's some shit. Thanks for listening. This episode is complete. Visit NewDirectionFamilyLaw.com for show notes and resources. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube for more resources and information. And remember, with change comes empowerment.